of Oz podcast. Back on deck this week is Damo. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Been a while, but uh, yeah, doing well. How about yourself? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Uh, first day out of isolation, mate. I feel like a free man, so it's been good. That's good to hear. Um, and also joining us this week is Andrew, um, aka Point Break on Twitter. How are you, mate? Yeah, really good, man. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here. That's all good. It's, uh, it's only been probably, what, three months in the making. I think I messaged you <laughs> ages ago and said, I have to get you on. And then, yeah, just haven't really been around to it. But I thought yeah. we better get you on start of the year. Yeah, no, I've, I've, been, um, I've been pretty busy anyway. So I, I probably wouldn't have even checked my messages. <laughs> no, it's all right. Happens to the bestest, mate. And as I was talking earlier, you do have uh, young children, mate. So I can only understand how busy it is. No, but I'm, I'm, really, um, I'm really glad that you message me this week i'm stoked to be on it's a good week to be on there's heaps to talk about yeah exactly we might get into how our weeks went we'll start with our week 24 soon as obviously we didn't um do the pod to catch up with how he went but i finished the week on 20 oh, on sorry on um 74 points so <laughs> <laughs> i was nearly on stuff out there <laughs> um yeah finished the week on 74 points did the captain bowen for 22 points um bowen trent alexander and coutinho all standouts to me. Flops was um, obviously Ronaldo. Didn't do too good, but um, finished the week ranked 5K, so it wasn't too bad. And then it was a nice springboard into week 25 where I finished on 73 points, but took a minus four as well. So that took me down to 69. So I captain Rashford, which after the first game looked promising, but obviously he didn't start the second game and finished on 10 points as my captain. But uh, you know, Ronaldo and uh, Jose Sarr and goals and Bowen sort of picked up the slack there to get me some decent points. And uh, Dennis and my uh, Aston Villa tri- uh, sorry, duo didn't perform very well. So I ended up with a tiny little uh, red arrow, about 300. So I went from about 5,300 to about 5,600. So it wasn't horrible, but um, definitely could have been a lot better. But how'd you go, Damo? Yeah, yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Uh, I uh, well, let's uh, did the same captains as yourself. Um, Bowen, uh, uh, oh, where are we? Sorry, my bad. Yeah, Bowen and um, uh, Rashford the week after. So I don't know if you copied me for or I copied you, but uh, um, think it was you uh... copying me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think uh, what's called a week 24, you copied me and 25, I copied you. We'll, we'll go that way 50 cents each way. But uh, no, I, uh, <laughs> so I scored uh, 71 points, so just shy um, of the 74 that you uh, you got. And uh, my stars obviously being sort of the big at the back of boys and uh, Yotta and uh, Bowen, uh, the flops being my strikers. And then uh, obviously in, in week 25, as I said, Captain Rashi, uh, 48 points, uh, so much less than what you scored. So obviously you did a little bit better with your um, your picks and uh, my stars being TAA and Bowen and pretty much everyone else is a flop. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I am slowly climbing the ranks again. I'm 
about up to about uh, 370k at the moment. So I think I was in the depths of about 550k probably two or three weeks back. So getting yeah. there just uh, slower than I uh, would would like. Uh, I think with uh, you uh, using most of your chips and me having most of them, hopefully I'll uh, rectify the uh, problem. But uh, yeah, Al, we're starting to drift a bit too far apart. I think for my liking. Yeah. It's a bit like the hare and the tortoise, mate. Slow and steady wins the race, they say, <laughs> apparently. How, yeah. How'd you go this weekend, Andrew? Did uh, We'll go for you 24 as well. Um, I'm just trying to remember. Yeah, so 24, um, I did all right. I got 79, um, pretty much basically driven by the Jotter captain. That's um, a great I just shout, made, mate. You make mm. the right captain call, and that really does boost you up the ranking. So um, I had a – like I think I was on a red arrow – until that last game of the week, which was the Liverpool game, jot a captain, got a brace, and then all of a sudden I was on a green arrow. So, so um, yeah, that took me up to 65K. Um, yeah, Jota, Bowen, and Ben White, surprisingly, were my stars that week. And um, Dennis and Antonio flops again. Bruno flopped. Um, Getting used to the old Dennis flop at the moment, I think. <laughs> yeah, or any forward that you have flop. Mm-hmm. Um, 25, uh, it wasn't looking great, but once again, bailed out by my captain in the last few minutes of the last match. So I captain Bruno, um, that, that goal in the 97th minute took me from a red to a very small green. So, um, right, that's 67 a, that's a victory, points. Mate. Yeah. But I mean, in, in the, uh, in the, the lowly ranks that I'm at 67 points, got me a green and you got a red with a, with 69. So that just goes to show. Um, how far behind I am, but um, it, it, it was enough to get me up to about 62k, which is actually the highest I've been all season. So, still That's building, so good, mate. Yeah, trying to build towards that top 50k and hopefully beyond. I've still got all my chips, so that should help. Yeah, no, definitely not like me who's just been chewing through like a fat person that has the munchies, mate. <laughs> so. <laughs> Can't say that's a bit rude, but um, yeah, no, I've used most of my chips, so you're definitely in a good spot. Like you and Damo both, even though Damo is a bit further back, I think usually if you're sitting top 400k and you've got all your chips, you know, you're in for a pretty decent run. So mm. yeah, I've I've got a um, I've got a very bad history the last few years of really shitting the bed in the last like five six weeks of the season. So I've really got to just try to keep control of my team going up to you know week 38 and see how I can finish. Try to try to stop that trend. Uh, well, you're definitely on the right pod because 60% of the time, every time you get a green arrow um, when you come on our pod. So, oh, well, <laughs> I don't think I've had 60% green arrows so far this season. So that's that's good odds. I'll take them. <laughs> I had to put that disclaimer in after um, we had a certain guest on here that didn't get a green arrow, so I've had to put a bit of a disclaimer. <laughs> in <there. laughs> So, anyway, we might get on to the Twitter template team this week. So, week 25, the team lined up with De Gea, uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Cancelo, Dello, uh, Digne, and then we had Fernandez, Bowen, Jota, Foden, Antonio, King, and Dennis. So, finished the week on 77 points. So, back to the normal days, Damo, like early in the pod where we just get smashed every week by uh-huh. the, the, the Twitter league average. So, Finished the week um, with a 289k game week rank and a massive green arrow from 50k down to 25k. So I'm still um, on top of the Australian Twitter League template team, but Damo, bit of work to do, mate. Yeah, I know, I know, but you know, we'll see where we go. 
Uh, we might get on to our FPL Amateurs of Oz League. Um, first place, we've got Tom on 1885 and the Kong just behind on 1680. Um, Arigi, Mini, Miney, Mo, 1660. <laughs> it's a bit of a tongue twist that one. Um, and top score for the week was the Kong, 91, after doing his massive um, wild card. So, you know, you always hope that you have a decent week when you do your wild card, and uh, the Kong smashed out of the park. So it's good to see him back on, back on the... The, the heights of our uh, top 1k now so so has the has the con just fallen over in terms of our league or is this um tom fella new because uh what is it 205 point difference that's huge i think it was oh no sorry i've stuffed up when i've wrote yeah. it with, um he's 1685 1685 that's what that's what i thought i'm like 200 point difference i'm like he would he <laughs> He'd be almost uh, number one in the world. Yeah, mate. You, you know me when I'm typing things fast, mate. I always make fat fingers, mate. Errors. Fat fingers, mate. It's it's a trait that I'm probably gonna have to like, live for the rest of I, my life. I know there's almost a 200 point difference between me and you, but like, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, but no, um, surely there's not a 200 point difference between first and second. No, nah, no way, no. So he's got a five point <laughs> margin on the planner, but yeah, as I said, the planner did the wild card this week and smashed it out of the park. So oh, he did well, well. I was um keeping in touch with him. I did overtake him at one stage, but I did message him and said I'll enjoy it for this week, but um you'll be back on top next week, which mm. he did smash me out of the park. So very happy with that. Uh, Damo, you're languishing in thirty first on fourteen seventy two. I'm sitting in fifth place on sixteen forty. And are you in our league, Andrew? Yeah, yeah. I'm um, I'm coming 12th, oh, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah, nice. 12th in uh, 1568, mate. So above Damo, so you've uh, just been promoted to co-host, mate. Damo? Yep. I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. <laughs> oh, well, we might get on to our first game, which was the Man United uh, Southampton. I might just talk about uh, two players here. Brozier, I thought he looked pretty outstanding, and I was sort of – watching going, I really hope he doesn't score because I, one, I want my team to win and two, I don't want 10 million people to get him the next week. So he looked quite good for a team that hasn't looked good at the start of the season, but lately in attack, they just look absolutely fire. So I thought he looked pretty good. Um, Rashford got in good positions, got the assist, but I think he got about three or four chances, just couldn't finish. So I think he's definitely worth a hold for these fixtures coming up. I think they've got Leeds and then Watford. So if you do have Rashford or you're looking at a bit of a sort of differential shout, I'd probably definitely get him in or hold him. But I thought those two were probably the, the plays that most um, interest me in that game. What about you, Damo? Uh, I was going to say before um, I talk about the Man United-Southampton game, I was going to say if you, if you want to talk about um, promoting our pod, you know, if you, if you want to watch – uh, my fat self just bend it like Beckham. Uh, the, <laughs> obviously, we had the FPL social this weekend, and uh, I, uh, you know, bit of promotion for the pod. And, uh, won the one of the challenges there. The uh, oh, what is it called? The football um, darts. Um, yeah, so it was a barrel of laughs. So, you know, hoping to to uh, have another one uh, next year or later on the year. So the. You know, the uh, FPL Addicts boys did uh, real well to set that up. So, yeah, so I thought no, I'd just definitely. say that. So, you know, shout out to the FPL Addicts boys. You know, thanks for so much for setting that up. And, yeah, we're hoping for a, for another one soon. 
Um, no, too easy. Well, that's in, a huge, huge time slot up, mate. Um, no. <laughs> um, in saying that, um, I actually don't need to talk too much about this game. Oh, this is a game because um, I don't think I'm going to bring in another man you asked the rest of the year. They, um, Especially in this game, they just didn't – So they haven't looked interested at the moment. They haven't – I don't know what it is about them. You know, obviously they say they coach, but they're just not looking great. Um uh, for me, the most interesting thing about this game, and I know you boys are probably going to mention Broha, but Adams for mine uh, scored seven and nine the last two, and uh, I think you know he's my sort of sneaky shout as a bit of a differential um, uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks too. So yeah, so that's uh, mine. How about yourself, Andrew? Um, yeah, look, I wouldn't be too excited about Shay Adams. I mean, he's. If he scores one or two weeks in a row, then you've already missed his points. That's my experience with that one. <laughs> um, coming, is this coming from a man of experience with Adams and his team? I, I, I haven't <laughs> suffered Adams this year. I've definitely suffered previous years, um, but due to my PTSD, I can't remember exactly when. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no good. His points are done. Um, Brozier, I do really like the guy, but I, I, I don't think you can judge forward by their performance against United. I mean, after <laughs> after after Burnley played United, people started talking about bringing Jay Rodriguez in. I think that oh, goes to yeah. show where they're at. <laughs> um, but he does seem like a bit of a baller, so I, I do have my eye on him, and he's super cheap. So, And I, I'm one of those idiots with two Watford strikers, so I can actually make money by going King or Dennis De Broja, which mm-hmm. which is you know definitely going to be an upgrade. So I, I've got my eye on him. Um, I just thought that United continue. I mean, they looked a bit better um, this morning against Brighton, but with that Southampton game, they just continued to look disjointed and they were just playing like a team of individuals that don't actually like each other. And I, <laughs> I don't think the the coach has been the problem, you know, that nothing's really changed under Rangnick. So, the, you know, the players just don't seem to want to play for each other. Um, Bruno um, created a lot of chances stats-wise, but... When you watch the game, it didn't really look like he was going to get an assist. They were all small, you know, small XG kind of chances. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited by Livermento coming back on off the bench because, you know, I've actually kept him since everyone had him because I've always had a bigger fire to, to, to put out. So, um, if he just comes back starting again, just ahead of the, they've got a good run of fixtures, then I'll just keep keeping him, I guess. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, they do, actually do have a decent run of fixtures coming up. I'll just quickly. Jump into it before we get to the next game. So they've got Everton, Norwich, Villa, Watford, Burnley, Leeds, Chelsea, Arsenal. So like a decent run of fixtures all the way up to about game week 34. So Chelsea's probably the hardest fixture, but, you know, I wouldn't put it past Brozier or someone getting a goal against Arsenal. Yeah, for sure. No, so, uh, yeah. He can score against anyone. He looks really good. But, yeah, fully agree for you, the Man United thing. It's just frustrating because it was like watching, like, 10 different players play on 10 different teams and just – no one wanted to be happy for another person to get. It's almost like they didn't want another person to score because they'll take the limelight. It was just, yeah, it was frustrating me. And I think there was one stage there where Sancho got the ball and Rashford was screaming at him to get the ball. And then Sancho decided just to take a very low percentage shot. And I think it hit a player and went out for a, a corner or something like that. So, yeah, definitely 100% agree on that. <laughs> I might get on to our next game, which was Brentford and Crystal Palace. Uh, from, I guess, an FPL point of view, I didn't really have a lot of interest in this game just because I think Crystal Palace are starting to uh, get not flatlined, but just 
a bit too inconsistent at the moment, but I sort of liked the look of Mbemo. I sort of thought he created two decent chances and, you know, the people that were trying to get on the end of those balls wasn't Ivan Tony, so there was no goal. So I thought between him and um, I did write Kenos, it was more just to laugh at him because he has a triangle head. I think Mbemo crossed it to him and he somehow decided to revert the ball out for a throwing almost, so... Um, but yeah, we didn't really look at anyone from this match. What about you, Dama? Yeah, so I think I, I'm not so much uh, in terms of uh, what's called Brentford. I think Raya is going to help the team immensely. Uh, I, I think they they look a lot better with him in goal. Um, so I don't mind Jansen or Jansen as a bit of a punt if you need someone cheap. You know, your four point five um, defender. Because they have got after, I think it's Arsenal next, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Um, not quite sure that I haven't got it. On, I haven't got that, but I know they've got someone difficult the next game. But then the next four after that um, are relatively okay. Uh, and he's been not too bad, Jensen, this season. Uh, I think in terms of um, powers, uh, I think Gallagher eventually Gallagher eventually does pick up again. Um, and he'll run with it for the second half or sort of, you know, second, not some second half, but, you know, the final sort of third of the season. Um, obviously not this week because he can't play against his parent club, Chelsea. So pretty useless for the double. But um, I'd still rate him. I still think he can um, bob up for a, with a few goals um, for Crystal Palace. So, yeah, that's mine. Uh, how about yourself, uh, Andrew? Um, yeah, I... Um... Yeah, I'm not sure about Crystal Palace assets. Like, I, I agree with you that Gallagher is mm. the best one. Um, but the problem with him is because they're so stacked in terms of attacking players at the moment, and he's pretty much their best player. You know, they sometimes they they play him a bit deeper. Yeah. I'm not quite a DM, but definitely a bit deeper. Um, so they can fit in more of those attacking kind of mids and and um, and forwards and. You know the minutes are shared with everyone else so much that no one else is really very interesting. So um, I don't know. Midfield's so stacked in FPL at the moment that I'm not sure where I'm going to be able to find a spot for Gallagher at any point this season. But um, things change very quickly, so I'm, I'm sure I will consider him again later in the season. But for now, I can't see myself picking up anyone from Palace. Um, Brentford, pretty much, um, yeah, the same. Although Tony might be interesting a bit later. When their when um their fixtures um when Brentford's fixtures pick up a bit just because he's so cheap and you know there's not really that many other forwards setting the world on fire so why not give him a crack? Yeah, no, definitely. I can't wait to see Ericsson in that side and see what happens with Tony in front of him because I think that could be a banger combo if yeah, if he's fit. that's true. I'd actually completely forgotten about that. That could be huge. Mm. Yeah, that, he could he could do wonders for Tony and Tony should stay on pens as well. Ericsson's yeah. pretty crafty. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, um, we'll get on to the next match, Everton and Leeds. Um, from a evidence perspective, I looked at DCL. He did look a lot better this game and probably was unlucky not to get a goal. He missed two decent chances. I think one got cleared off the line. So people who did own DCL probably felt a little bit unlucky. I still haven't seen the DCL that was at the start of the season yet. I think he's still finding his feet after, obviously, his long injury layoff. But... One person I did really like, which was Richarlison, he took his goal and he looked quite attacking. And I think if you are looking at an evident asset, I think Richarlison's probably the best asset there at the moment till we see a bit more from DCL. So 
I really think he's a decent shout. I think they still have some decent fixtures. I'll just check now. They've got Southampton, City, Tottenham, Wolves, Watford. So the fixtures get a bit better around oh, game week 30. So someone I'd probably definitely look at is Richarlison. Um, outside of that, I looked at Rafinha. I don't really need to talk about him too much just because he is what he is. He's their best player and, you know, sometimes regardless of the fixture, you know, you can start him and you, and you have a good chance of getting a return. But outside of that, I haven't really liked anyone else. What about you, Damo? Yeah, so um, for mine, I'm not really interested in Everton at the moment. I, I think DCL is too, still too expensive for what, he, you know, obviously, his output is at the moment. I, I know he's sort of come back from, from injury recently, but... Uh, I still think it's just too early to sort of uh, bring him in and Evan haven't really looked great uh, at the moment, you know, sort of languishing uh, bottom half of the table. Um, in terms of leads, it's it's the same sort of story. They just, uh, I don't know whether it's been, you know, uh, them unlucky per se in terms of like with the injuries that they've copped. Um, I don't know whether it's sort of, uh, it sort of looks like Bielsa sort of lost the, lost the uh, plot with, you know, hooking sort of their, their best asset at halftime because um, I don't believe he was um, injured or anything like that. So I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting one with um, with both those teams because they, they're both sort of languishing at the bottom of the table. I can see Leeds going down. Like I think Everton will be right. But, um, yeah, if they don't um, start improving – especially with uh, with the injuries that they have. Um, I can see Leeds going down this season. Uh, how about yourself, Andrew? Um, yeah, I'm not really interested in anyone from Leeds at the moment. I don't think – they've got a double game week, but it's not a great mm. one. So they may as well just not. There's, there's plenty of other options there. Um, it was really strange to see Rafinha taken off at halftime, even though he wasn't injured. Um, that's just bizarre. And I don't think Bielsa will do that again. Um, mm. So – I think if you have Rafinha, you keep him. But, um, yeah, I'm certainly not looking to pick him up anytime soon. Um, I, I kind of disagree a little bit on DCL. Like, I agree that he didn't, he hasn't mm. played well since he's come back from injury. But I think that the signs are there um, that, you know, his form is picking up. So I don't think it's going to be long before he starts banging the goals in. So he's the one player that I'm still keeping my eye on. Um, I'm not really interested in Richarlison. I just don't trust him. I never have. It's going to mm. take... It's going to take, you know, four or five goals in a row for me to actually start, you know, um, considering him. But uh, I, don't know. I think DCL is one of the few forwards that has the potential to turn into a consistent goal scorer in that kind of mid-range forward price for the rest of the season. But it hasn't happened yet, but I think it, there's definitely potential there. And I think that Everton played better um, against Leeds than they have um, for a long time. So I don't know whether it's just new manager bounce or, or what, but they do seem to be looking a fair bit better uh, under Lampard. I think just the forwards in general aren't looking great. Like, and I don't think it's time for, say, a 4-5-1, but definitely with what's on offer, say, in the mids and the sort of the, the prices you can get certain players in the mids, I think the forwards are becoming less and less relevant. So that's why... I was sort of, you know, like, and you're right, you know, DCL probably going to be a good option once he starts, like, sort of picking up that form. But, yeah, like, uh, I would say there's better options at his price but not in the forwards, more so the mids. 
Yeah, yeah. I think mm. that there's no need to spend much money in the forwards. Really, you could yeah. the best forwards are the cheap ones. You've got you got Broya, you've got the two Watford boys, you've got Tony. Yeah, I'm probably forgetting one or two others, but no one. You can still you can still have three forwards that play ninety minutes every correct, week, correct, and correct. you can play like. I, look, I think the best forward that unless he's injured because he did come off um, relatively early is probably Weghorst from um, from Burnley. He's, um, I think he's going to be the 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 best um, option moving forward. Yeah, no, but, yeah. how much is he? Uh, Six point five, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's he's yeah. relatively cheap. So, in all honesty, anyone with and I know we're going to talk about him later, later but pro- anyone with sitting ha- that have still like Watkins or Antonio on his side, I would say get rid of them almost immediately and bring on Weghorst because um, he's going to have the double double. Um, in the next uh, two weeks, so I would yeah, yeah. I'd probably wait to see because I'm not sure what the injury um, prognosis yeah, correct. is. Whether correct, he's carrying an eagle, but yeah, but he's, you're cheap, being he's on... cheap enough. He's cheap enough to uh, like to bench per se, um, and then have him for the the week after. It just depends on how you structure set set up. Yeah, no, yeah, I, think I think the second of the double doubles is definitely way better for Burnley as yeah. well. So if if he is a bit of a doubt, like if he's a flag and and mm. Sean Dyche isn't giving too much away in the um in the press conference, then I don't think it would hurt to to wait until twenty seven to get him if you yeah. were thinking of getting him. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely. I think you're right about that, Damo. I think at the end of the season, it's going to come down to who can find the best value for points wise up front, mixed in with obviously what five midfielders are going to have because yeah, correct. Correct. even St. Max falls into the category of like mm. a DCL or a Charles and Brozier. Like there's so many different options and they can all blank on any given week, but yeah. it's going to come down to which combination of strikers up front you're going to pick for your run home. So yeah, definitely some good points there. Um, we might get on to Watford and Brighton. Um, out of this game, I sort of looked at, Morpai. I think before the week kicked off, I was pretty critical of um, Morpai just because, times throughout last season he would go on a run and score like two goals in a row and then everyone will get on him and then he'll blank for about 12 games and then comes back and scores three and then he get back on him and then he blanks again he's just he was too inconsistent but the more pay that turned up against um Watford he was just a man on a mission and he got the one goal and probably could have had a second goal as well he just looked really attacking and really involved in the attack but Dennis I thought was probably unlucky not to finish with a goal he did a bit of a a brilliant run, skinned a few plays and hit the crossbar. So other weeks that probably goes in. So, I mean, looking at it, he, he blanked again, but probably feel a little bit unlucky that that ball didn't go in. But my favourite player to watch this game was Kuka Razzler. Like, got on the ball, <laughs> got sat pretty high, and he was very close to getting a goal as well. Just every single week, regardless of the team they're playing, he gets the ball, he sits high, he takes plays on, and he gets balls into the box. So... I think if anyone's looking for a, a fourth defender, possibly if they want to downgrade anyone, I'd definitely be looking at Kuka Razzler because he's only 5.0. He might be 5.1 now because I think a few people have got him in recently. But I think he's a decent option for the rest of the season. And, and he's got that attacking upside. You don't really care too much about the cleans because if you have attacking upside, you know, there's a, a floor that you can hit. And if they do keep that uh, clean sheet, he's always featured in the bonus points. So... Definitely think it's worth looking at. But outside that, I didn't really look at anyone else. What about you, Damo? Uh, well, yeah, for me, obviously, as much as Watford aren't great, 
Um, you've got to keep their assets for the double game week. Uh, like I wouldn't be rushing anyone particularly, but like I, you know, I've still got Dennis and I'll be playing him this week. Uh, given you know they got Villa in in Palace, um, I think Villa is away in Palace is at home, so there's definitely um, room for goals there. So if you you know got uh, you know Dennis or a King or or you're still sort of rolling with Cuthbert down back, um, I wouldn't be selling this week, but um, I wouldn't be rushing anyone in. Uh, in terms of Brighton, I like. Um, you know, I like some of the Brighton boys. Uh, you know, again, shout out to the um, to the Addicts boys uh, with the Webster pick. Uh, I think it was uh, Matt. I'm trying to think who, who it was. Um, was it Matt from the from the? Was it? Yeah, I think it was Matt. It was Matt yeah. that um, uh, shouted out. And then Matt, I think the planner yeah. on the live stream as well after that. Yeah. So and I know the planner had um, Webster and. Um, uh, what's his name? The Morpay. So, so how was the planner going? Um, but yeah. So, in terms of uh, Brighton assets, um, I wouldn't. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm still rolling with uh, Sanchez, sort of uh, as he, as my goalkeeper. Um, and I, you know, wouldn't. Um, it wouldn't look out of place to have one or even two Brighton assets in, in in your side. So, you know, looking at Webster, even Lamptey played well and obviously Cucurella again um, just keeps sort of ticking over. So, yeah, so that's it's a interesting time to um, for Burnley fans and uh, – sorry, Burnley, so Brighton fans and um, – <laughs> Quite a number of good players in their in in their side at the moment, uh, just delivering. Have uh, have it yourself, Andrew. Um, yeah, um, I I watch this game with a fair bit of interest because I have Dennis and and King, and I also had no um, Brighton players at all. So I was praying for a Watford goal of some sort. Um, that Dennis chance where he. Um, he cut inside and hit the crossbar. Uh, that I was fuming when that when that didn't go in. Um, he had quite a few. Like I think Dennis looked really um, really dangerous. He had a whole bunch of opportunities to create something, um, either for himself or for his teammates. And he he kind of looked a bit indecisive once or twice. Um, yeah. And his touch let him down once or twice. I I feel like if on another day where he was a bit sharper, he could have um, created quite a few chances for himself. So. Um, I think that he – I'm still quite optimistic about Dennis in the next couple of couple of games. I, it was interesting to see that um, Hodgson um, kept him on even after he got the yellow card because he just – it looked exactly the same as when he got sent off. Like he looked like he was doing his absolute best to get sent off. But it just goes <laughs> to show how important he is to that team. Like he – I think Hodgson feels like he's the only route to goals. So he, let, he kept him on anyway even though he looked like he could get that second yellow any time. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic about Dennis. If I, I'm definitely going to ditch one of the Watford strikers, it'll be King um, soon, I think. Um, and I think um, Foster is still a good option, even though they're not going to keep too many clean sheets. You just get so many saves. So in the double game week, you know they might not keep a clean sheet, but Foster could still sort of get you know seven eight points anyway. So um, yeah. he's a good option for the for the double game week. I, I, I'm starting him, um, even though I've got De Gea against Leeds. I think I'm backing Foster to get a few points. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I sort of thought that Hodgson might have been just staring blankly a couple of times during that second half, just going, just picturing the week before when he got the red card. So. The only re- the only thing I can think of, the reason why he didn't take him off after the first yellow is maybe he didn't even know about what happened two weeks ago. It was before he was a coach. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> if he, maybe he wasn't watching. Maybe he was on a plane or something, but... 
if he <laughs> if he knew that what Dennis did two weeks ago, he would have been hauled off. And I, I was I was just waiting for the clock to tick over to sixty minutes. I thought he was gonna I thought he was gonna come off before then. So I was just happy that he made sixty minutes. But no, he played the whole ninety. So interesting. <laughs> the crowd's probably yelling at him, uh, "Get him off! He's gonna get some." What are you talking about, mate? I have all my trust in him. He doesn't do that stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I won't get on to the next game, which is Norwich and Man City. Um, this is a good game of football to watch. Uh, a bit depressing for me. I had Sterling and um, had to get him out to get Salah in because I really didn't want to go without Salah this week. So it was good to see him uh, get about a million goals and probably had another million more to come um, if he didn't miss that penalty. So I thought he was a standout. I've sort of tooted his trumpet a bit the last probably three, four weeks. Just I think he's the best asset at the moment at... City, and I definitely think he's going to start at least three out of the four games every month for uh, Man City. So I think if you are looking at a player and you don't want to spend the money on KDB, I still think that Sterling's probably the best asset. I'd probably even nearly go Sterling over KDB, to be honest. But outside of him, I'm not really looking at anyone else. I'm sort of um, a bit disappointed to see Cancelo bench, but there were a few rumours flying around. So I was kind of just accepting my fate and knowing that uh, Dennis was going to come onto the field. So I think that one player from Norwich that I might look at, I think his name is Rashika. I think he's a midfielder. So someone on the watch list for when their fixtures do open up is maybe an enabler if I do do my wild card, but we'll see how we go. What did you look at this match, Damo? Did you like the yeah. look of Sterling, mate? <clears throat> In all honesty, I think uh, you're right about Sterling uh, being probably the most ominous player in that city lineup, he's just he's looked incredible. Uh, definitely one for the watch list, and if not, definitely one for the differentials uh, this week. So uh, I'll, I'll sort of start with Norwich and then circle back. But with Norwich, they're not great, and they haven't been great all season. But um, I think Sargent's back now, and it might be worth a pun if you're just looking for someone cheap again to sort of have as that sort of second or third striking option. Um, you, you really can't, in terms of Man City, you really can't go past, if you're looking for a consistent goalie um, and you've got the budget for it, you can't look past Ederson. Like he's, I know he's a bit, a bit more on the expensive side and he's not someone I would necessarily bring in because of his price tag, but uh, he's, uh, you know, as Mr. Consistency as you get in terms of um, goalkeepers. Um, I've got to say this as well. Pepper Roulette can just go jump. Um, I started, <laughs> I started Cancelo and Laporte um, this uh, this week, and both were benched. And uh, obviously, you know, had what you consider a strong-ish bench, but um, I think I ended up with three points uh, from from the two on my bench anyway. So it wasn't great in terms of. Um, that and yeah, so I was a, I was a bit annoyed with that because I was hoping for uh, I was actually hoping for attacking returns from actually both of them, given that they were playing Norwich. So um, really disappointed with uh, the Cancelo and uh, Laporte benching uh, this That's week. That's right. But... I, I got their points this morning, mate, in my Champions League fantasy. <laughs> so thanks, mate. Ah, uh, you know we, we don't talk about the Champions League, mate. It's all about. <laughs> Now nah, we'll talk about the the Europa League soon. Now, nah. um, <laughs> um, Diaz looked really really good. Um, he looks in favour again, but again, you know, we say that, and then he might be benched next week. So it's just um, you you sort of you, you pick Man City players at your own peril unless their name and their name is uh, Ederson. So um, 
but either Sterling Foden looked really good as well. So, but uh, yeah, I think if I'm going to pick a a Man City asset uh, and you've got the funds for it, I think you can't look past Sterling at all. Um, Yeah. So how about yourself, uh, Andrew? Um, Yeah. Well, I um, I actually thought Norwich um, looked pretty good in the first half against Man City. They, they had some really good spells um, of football, so like five, six, seven minutes at a time where they looked quite dangerous and were holding the ball okay. Um, they nearly scored a goal a couple of times. I think they hit the post once. Um, but just when that first Man City goal went in, um, I think the shoulders dropped and they knew that they were done. Um, and then, you know, two, three, four happened in the second half. So, But, yeah, in the first half, they were actually all right. So I think... Um, against teams that aren't Man City, I think they will cause problems. Um, I think the the 4-0 may be a a little bit... um, Yeah, like I I don't think that reflects how good a team Norwich are when they play um, teams that aren't in the top sort of four. Yeah, Um, 100%. Yeah, in terms of the the best City asset... Yeah, I know you boys are pretty big on Sterling um, as a midfielder for City, but my preference is actually for Mahrez. he seems to be uh, back in favour with Pep. Um, he's on pens. He's City have had two pens in the last two games, um, and Pep has actually said that Mara is his first choice. He would have taken the the one that Sterling took if if he'd been on the field. So um, I think that he's a really good option. He's a bit cheaper than Sterling as well. So um, and I think that as the season wears on and when City kind of um, do secure the title, they're going to start um, opening up the shackles a little bit. They might start playing some even more attacking football, scoring three, four goals a game pretty regularly. I think Mahrez will be involved in that. So he'd be my pick. No, definitely. I, I like that shout. I think I said to, might have been D10 on our last pod, I think that Sterling, Mahrez and Bernardo Silva are pretty much only going to be nailed on to at least start three out of the four games. So I think they're going to rest Foden, KDB, Grealish for um, Champions League, in my opinion. But obviously Mahrez played this morning, so... Who knows? Yeah, and you'd take three out of four starts for someone like Mahrez anyway. Um, yeah. yeah. I think you'd, you'd, if you knew that he was that you were going to get that out of him, you'd take that every time. And I definitely think if you have a strong bench, you're more than happy to play him because if he does not play, at least you know, you've know you got a bench person coming on. Yeah, I think we, most of us do have pretty strong benches by this end of, by this time in the season as well. So, you know, everyone's team value is pretty high. You know, people are starting to play their second wild cards especially with a with a bench boost in mind as well. So people's benches are pretty strong, and I think you can't afford to have someone that might be a bit of a rotation risk. No, definitely. Well, we might get on to the next game, which is Burnley and Liverpool. Um, I thought this was disappointing from a Liverpool perspective. I thought Burnley actually played pretty good and, and looked quite good defensively. But a person that I looked at, um, I know um, the horse or wag horse, um, I thought he did, um, he did look good before he went off injured, but... I did like the pairing of him and Cornet because Cornet did go up front with him um, in parts in that game. I don't know whether it was um, the formation they were playing or whether it was just that they gave him a free reign to sort of move wherever. But it was good because he was bringing the ball down and sort of beating that first player. And then Cornet is just fast as, so he just plays the ball to Cornet. So I think them two together up front is actually going to be pretty decent for Burnley. And I could actually see them possibly staying up if um, the horse is fit. So... I've written down Cornet as a person to look at just because throughout the season we've seen glimpses that he's been pretty electrifying. And, and with these fixtures coming up, they've got the two this week and then the two the week after. So I think 
if the horse is fit, I'd definitely go in the horse and corner. I think those two are a great um, double up if you are looking at sort of trying to capitalise on the double fixtures. I know they do play Spurs, so it's a bit of a harder fixture. But, I mean, Spurs have shown that they're not um, locked tight defensively. So I think there could be some goals there. And, I mean, I've got Brown Hill as a bit of a bench fodder, but he starts every week. You know what you get, minimum two points. Uh, almost scored for the first time in his life, um, got stopped by the keeper. So I wouldn't hesitate having him as bench fodder, but you can probably see better assets in Corne and the horse. So what do you think, Demo? Yeah, just just want to say firstly, um, Spurs let uh, uh, Southampton score three goals and uh, Wolves score two. So they're not the be-all and end-all at the moment. So I, th- I think Burnley um, is looking really, really promising. And I think uh, as much as uh, Ollie doesn't agree with this, uh, I think it's time to load up on Burnley assets. Um, they've got Corne, they've got Weghorst, uh, me and Tarkovsky Tuk- down back, even Pope, um, especially with the double-double. Uh, just none of his price now. I, just, it's, who's, I who's didn't realise you was... Pope. I didn't realize he was yeah, um, five point five. He's a little bit. He's a little bit more on the expensive side, uh, but your again, it depends on what your budget is, sort of thing. Um, uh, the thing that sort of leans me towards him is that these obviously got uh, where is it? Uh, I've got it written down here. I think. So to have um, Star yeah, this week, yeah, he's got over Pope. Well, the Burnley have Brighton, Tottenham for this game, double game week. So the Brighton game um, will be could, could be anything. And, again, the Tottenham game could be any. I think for defence-wise, the Brighton game is probably better than the Tottenham game. But then they've got Palace, um, who, hasn't, who haven't been great, and Leicester, who can't really uh, score goals at the moment. So, um, yeah, so uh, it, I know, you know, Burnley's a... Bottom on bottom of the um, league at the moment. I think they've only won one game, but I don't know. I think they've recruited well in January. Um, you know, the Cornets coming back from Afcon. I think it's just going to click for them. I think it's going to. I think it'll just click. Um, in terms of Liverpool, it's a standard crew. You know, we say it every week. Um, the only difference uh, from previous weeks of what I've said is I think Robbo um, is pretty much the third asset to have over Yota um, these days. So um, going, you know, TAA, Robbo and Salah is probably the three. Uh, I don't know whether Yota now just drops off a little bit now that, you know, um, it'll be sort of back to back to, um, you know, either having Firmino starting or, or even, is it Lewis? I think yeah, it's Lewis Diaz. Yeah, uh, Lewis Diaz, um, whether he starts picking up a few games. So, and then you also just sort of, um, he's more of a sort of a bench option sort of thing. So uh, I think it's watch that space of Liverpool in terms of that third pick. But um, I think we should all be having three moving forward. I know they blank, not this week, but the next. But, um Liverpool's Liverpool, they're also good fantasy side. Um, how about yourself, Andrew? Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure about it's time to load up on Burnley. Um, it might be time. To, <laughs> <laughs> it might be time to dabble in Burnley. I'll give you that much. Um, 
Yeah, in terms of um, in terms of the workhorse or whatever his name is, um, <laughs> yeah, mate, I like the workhorse. Actually, workhorse yeah, is better I think, than I think we've got to go with the workhorse. Actually, um, but yeah, like a lot of people are saying, oh, the workhorse looks good. I'm interested in the workhorse. I'm more interested in Cornet because of him. Um, because I think I can't remember which one of you were, said it, he was playing Cornet in into a lot of um, a lot of attacking positions. I think he's good for Cornet's game. Um, and if he doesn't play, then I think they will just play Cornet up front. You know, they don't have Chris Wood anymore. So I think that um, I think Cornet is a really good option at the moment. I am extremely interested in um, Tarkowski as well, especially for 27 when they've got Leicester because Leicester cannot defend set pieces. And yeah. Tarkowski loves a headed goal from a corner. I can see it happening. I'll be shocked if... I'll be shocked if Burnley don't get a, a goal from a corner against Leicester in 27. So um, I'm very likely to, to go with him. Um, 26, I'm not so sure. Cornet, I'm looking for. I'm, I'm looking at going Jota to Cornet after the double and having Cornet for the for 27. I might um, I might end up going something like Sufal for Tarkovsky as well. Just mm. um, yeah, just yeah, I'm not. I'm not interested in Bur- in Burnley for 26, even though they've got a double. But I am very interested in them for 27. So, um, as for Liverpool, I don't think we really learnt anything new. Um, yeah. As you said, Liverpool is Liverpool, but I do kind of agree that now they've got five attackers going into three spots, um, where it used to be four into three. Um, I think Jota has slipped underneath Robbo in the pecking order of of who you want your three assets to be. No, definitely. I, I didn't really touch on Liverpool, but um, two things I did notice in the game. I thought Salah was pretty disappointing, but I'm going to give him a bit of a, a pass mark just because he was coming off a lot of minutes at AFCON. But I sort of thought Diaz played outstanding, just didn't get a goal or an assist, but just he was everywhere. So, you know, if he does pick up a starting role, which I don't think he will this season, but if he did happen to... St- start more games and say Mane or Jota, I'd definitely be looking at him because he looks like he has a lot of goals and him just needs to get the game time. But yeah, definitely agree with that. I think Robbo is probably the best third option out of the, the four assets that you'd be looking at. I might get on to our next game, which is Newcastle and Aston Villa. I'll start with St. Max. He's just an absolute beast. Um, very close to scoring on one of these individual plays where he just beats the world and and almost scores. I sort of thought he's a decent um, sort of, I guess, a downgrade option from the likes of Watkins or even if you're downgrading Ronaldo to sort of put money into your midfield. I think he's a decent option. I was going to say Trippier. I've sort of been talking about him for the last few pods ever since he signed with Newcastle. I just think he's a great asset. Just he's attacking... Uh, I guess he's attacking upside, gives him a decent base. So even if Newcastle aren't keeping clean sheets, which they're starting to now because of obviously the plays they've brought in, but you can get him and you know what you're going to get. If you don't get the the clean sheet, you know he's going to be bombing down the wing. He's on free kicks, he's on corners, but he obviously broke his foot. So he's out for a, a few weeks. So definitely someone probably keeping an eye on for those maybe that run home, maybe the last five game weeks, maybe getting him in as a bit of a punt. But I think he's probably up there with maybe like a, a Audi version of uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold. So definitely think um, he's worth looking at. And in terms of Villa, I just thought they were disappointing. I was talking to a, um, a mate the other day, just they play really good. Um, and that's when Coutinho, Horde, um, I think it might have been week 24, 
and then 25, they were just, yeah, they were just horrible in attack. So you're probably not wanting to invest too heavily in their attack at the moment till you see consistency, but I still think Coutinho is probably the best pick up there. You could probably go Luka Dean at the back, but, yeah, I'd probably have Coutinho. I would probably be getting out Watkins. I mean, he was a bit unlucky, got a disallowed goal, but it was a pretty scrappy goal. It wasn't like he beat about six plays and scored. He was just standing on the penalty spot and just poked his head and it went in. So I think he's probably not an option at the moment until you start to see him string a few games together. But outside that, I'm not really looking at anyone else. What about you, Damo? Yeah, so for me, I've got to say, firstly, I'm, I'm really gutted for Trivier. Um, I think, you know, he's just starting to sort of find some form. Um, I think a whole bunch of us would have started bringing him in um, uh, if it wasn't for his injury. So, obviously, um, far, hopefully, hopefully a fast recovery for him. Uh, I can't agree in terms of anyone at, at Newcastle at the moment. I just, like, yeah, St. Max is St. Max and, you know, um, obviously, you know, he's, uh, he's my boy, you know, he's still going to be my boy, but I, I just, I, I don't see it for Newcastle at the moment. Um, in terms of Aston Villa, I'm probably more interested in their assets. Um, you know, Digne, uh, obviously Coutinho, I haven't got Coutinho in yet, but I think the doubles have sort of stopped me from bringing him in because there's always been, um, other players that obviously have the doubles that, um, to bring in. And obviously the, the one player that um, has really benefited from um, the January signings is probably Ramsey. Um, really, you know, he's really stepped it up. And uh, I really like Ramsey as an option as well, probably, you know, as, as that sort of fourth or fifth midfielder. So, um, yeah, so that's for mine. How about uh, yourself, Andrew? Um, yeah, I, I probably won't bother talking about Newcastle too much. You guys have pretty much mm. covered it. Um, St. <laughs> Max needs help. Wood looks bad. Yeah. Trippier's out. No. Um, <laughs> in terms of Villa, though, I, I do like quite a few of Villa's assets. Like They've got a couple of games in hand. So when those doubles get announced, I think we'll, a lot of us will be loading up on them because they are pretty affordable as well. Um, Jacob Ramsey is just – he's in the form of his life. Like, where did this bloke come from? Like, he's so mm-hmm. good. Um, I don't understand why anyone wouldn't have him at 4.8 or whatever he is if they had, you know, confirmed double week, double game weeks coming up. So um, I'm, I'm still a bit worried about Luca Dean because he's always been a bit of a trap for me at Everton. You know, he'll have a run of games where you think he should be getting clean sheets and attacking returns and all he gives you is yellow cards. Um, and he had that one game for Villa where he got 12 points and I, I thought, oh, maybe it's going to be different at Villa, but I'm still seeing you know, those tendencies he's getting, he's got, you know, a one pointer um, recently when, you know, I expected him to do a lot better. So I'm, I'm not convinced on Luca Dean. I'd rather have, you know, Coutinho and Ramsey um, and maybe just not worry about the defense for Villa, I think. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I sort of, he did have that one good game when he, I think it was his first game that he signed for Villa, but yeah, defensively they haven't looked the same and just they're too inconsistent. Um, you're not sure which Villa's is going to show up each week. Yeah, it's been strange. Um, you know, I think they did they give up. Who did they give up three goals to? Uh, Was it Leeds? It might have been actually. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, and then you you'd think Newcastle would be a good shout for a clean sheet. They couldn't do that either. So mm. yeah, I'm not sure about Dean. And it, like, I thought Gerard was going to tighten them right up, but um, he hasn't quite 
um, done that yet. I think they're getting there, but I might just wait and see on their defence. No, definitely. I might just touch on St. Max. I sort of, I'm not a big uh, person on stats, more the eye test, but at the moment he's sitting third as strikers on FPL. Uh, bonus points, he's sitting third. Uh, threat, he's seventh. Creativity, he's first. And influence, he's third. So definitely it is matching up with the eye test. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, Newcastle aren't sexy at the moment. I mean, they will be eventually, but I think if you are looking at some excitement and someone that can really return decent FPL points, he has actually been consistent quietly this season. Um, I think he's a decent option. I might get on to Spurs and Wolves game. Um, It was a little bit disappointing. I was sort of looking at Spurs assets. I sort of thought this could be a bit of a tricky game just because of how well Wolves are set up defensively, but I still thought Kane had enough chances to get a goal, but just um, didn't know he was coming up against Pete van der Sar in goals. Um, I thought Sar's been consistent this year. He's just been outstanding and probably unlucky um, for Son. I think he had two decent chances um, to score, but obviously didn't get the contact that he'd hoped on the, the shot. So I thought probably the only asset, I know Jimenez got on the score sheet, but the asset I'm looking at is uh, Jose Sarr in goals. He had the seven saves, got the two bonus points, the clean sheet, and finished on 10 points this week. And I was just doing a bit of a dive to see uh, how he compared to other goalkeepers at the moment. And at the moment, he's sitting uh, second on total points. Uh, Bonus, he's got the second most amount of bonus points the fourth amount of clean sheets, and 13 out of 23 games he's had save points. So he's performing quite well this year. And, and I know we spoke about Pope earlier. You know, this person's about – Jose Sarr's about 0.4 or 0.5 cheaper, and he's just been consistent all year. And and if they do get the clean sheet, you know, you're looking at nearly a double-digit return. So I think he was definitely a standout this game. What about you, Demo? Yeah, so I think for me, uh, in terms of Spurs, as much as I hate saying this, but um, it's a matter of um, when, not if, uh, will Spurs sort of turn around their form. They're they're too good a side to um, sort of be down for for this long. So I think it's – is it time to sort of invest in Son? Um, I think he's the one that I'm really, really looking at and really probably wanting in my side – um, I know they play Man City, but I, am I wrong to say that he has a pretty decent record against um, Man City? Oh, that, he's yeah. got a he's got an amazing record against City. Yeah. I think he's scored yeah. like seven goals against them or something. He yeah, seems to so, always score against them. So I don't think Man City really hold any fears for him. Uh, and then they play Burnley. So, um, you know, judging on that, he's probably not a bad asset to have in your side if you can get him in this week. Um, I liked already uh, Doherty, and if he's back in favour at Spurs, um, you know, he was brilliant at Wolves. So, uh, and I know we keep sort of harking on back on back on sort of his time at Wolves, but uh, if he can recapture even you know an ounce of that form, he's going to be a great asset to have um, in in the side. Um, in terms of Wolves, uh, I know well, basically their defence has been pretty good. Like, obviously, um, Q's been a massive shout for, for Saar pretty much the entire season. Uh, and, you know, like, I've liked a couple of their, um, their, their defenders at times. And, yeah, so it's not so much for Wolves, but um, definitely I think 
if it's not, it's got to be this week if you're going to invest in Son because given that, that they have their double. So, yeah, that's that's mine. Uh, how about uh, how about yourself, Andrew? Yeah, I I fully agree on on the Son thing. I, I'm actually quite excited that there's a lot of people that are turned off Son at the moment. Mm. Um, it, it seemed like it seemed like um, Fernandez to Son was going to be like the template transfer going into yeah. this double game week, and then Spurs have gone and lost. You know, had a couple of disappointing games in a row, um, and people have gone off that. But I'm still mm. dead set on it for myself. Um, I think Spurs are missing Eric Dyer a lot, and I think that I think the defense that the defensive frailties they've been showing is down to that quite a bit, um, and it kind of flows through the whole team. So I think Dyer's flagged this week. If he's back, I think their defense is going to be a million times better. Um, yep. And yeah, as I said earlier when we talked about the. Um, the Norwich City game, like Norwich were able to do to fashion quite a few opportunities in the first half. And I expect Spurs to have their chances. And I expect that, you know, the likes of Sun and Kane might actually take them. I, I, I think that Spurs will score at least one goal um, in this game. And, you know, I'd be shocked if Sun wasn't involved. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm still planning to do the Fernandez to Sun move. And in terms of, um, of Wolves, yeah, I, I agree fully with about, about Saar. Um, it's just so hard to make goalkeeper transfers. There's always something else to do. But on my wild card, on my second wild card, I'll definitely be looking very closely at Sark because he's, he. I feel like he's like this year's Mart- Martinez or Martinez. Um, yeah. But people haven't really been flocking to him as much as they did with Martinez. But um, he probably deserves. Um, he probably deserves that. So I think on the second wild card, I'll be looking very closely at him. Yeah. Well, I think I'm just looking now. All the way through from uh, game week 28 through to the end of the season, the only three hard fixtures they have is Liverpool, Man City, and Chelsea. The rest are all greens and greys. Not bad. Not bad. So definitely, I think if you are planning a wild card around that, I don't know, 28, 29, or 30, I definitely would be um, getting him in. But, yeah, a goalkeeper trade is definitely a luxury trade in my opinion. (laughs) Yeah, when there's all these double game weeks, you you always just prioritise... Um, attacking players from those double game week teams and you never even think of the goalkeeper really. No, definitely um, not. I get what you're saying about Son. I sort of, I have the same thing. If if players are creating enough chances or one or two chances and you know they're a decent asset and a decent team, you're kind of more likely to trust and go with them. So I, I love the Son shout. I think he's going to be my move. I'm going to get salary out for that sort of one week um, and get Son in when they blank. I think game week 27. Yeah. So, yeah, love the show, for sure. Um, next, we get on to Leicester and West Ham. I thought this is a pretty good entertainment ga- entertaining game. Uh, two little clubs in the Premier League going at it um, for 90 minutes. It was good to watch. Um, one player that did pique my interest was Tillman, uh, Tillman's. I sort of, I, I do love Madison, but it seemed like Madison was sitting a little bit deeper this game and Tillman's was playing a bit more advanced. So I thought... Um, Tillemans, he got on the ball about 83 times. So when you're getting on it that much and you're sitting high, it, it increased the chance that you're going to get a decent a decent involvement in attack. And I thought um, he could have easily had another goal. I just thought that he um, he just was, he was probably really unlucky not to get a second goal, actually, to be honest. But I think Tillemans, Madison are probably two players to look at for Leicester's fixtures. I think it might be – you might look at them maybe week 28, 29, 
and I think you could nearly hold them to the rest of the season. So I definitely think they're both watches and just to see whether it's just a one-game thing or whether Tillemans is going to start playing higher than Madison because I think that's what happened to Madison earlier in the season when a lot of people got him in. He played a lot deeper and wasn't really getting in those good positions. But outside of that, Bowen, is it time to start talking about a perma-captain Bowen? Because if Salah had the numbers that Bowen's been getting the last six to seven weeks, everyone would be saying, if you're not captaining him, you're just going mad. So I might uh, see what you think about that one, Damo, but is there a, a case to be made that he could almost become a, an alternate, alternate option to the perma-captain seller? If I would have just backed my gut this week and there wasn't a game, uh, there wasn't a double game week, I would have had uh, Bowen as captain. Absolutely incredible player, has only blanked once in the last five. And if you sort of know the scores that he's scoring, obviously five weeks back scored 21, then seven, obviously then the blank, uh, then 11 and 13. So just absolutely incredible numbers. I think I think the 21 was a double anyway, but even that um, absolutely incredible numbers for a player that's literally playing out of his skin. So uh, he's, yeah, he's just, I can't speak highly enough about Bowen. The fact that he still hasn't gotten an England cap is sort of, Beyond me, but um, you know, top top four bias in terms of um, the the England team, and that's why they'll never win anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I had to, you know, uh, give a dig for uh, for you know the English uh, the English uh, fans in here. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so uh, I don't know, like. For me, and as uh, for me, in terms of West Ham, I think you can only look at Bowen at the moment. I think you, if you've got Antonio, uh, it's pretty much time to sell. Um, I've kind of kept him because I'm stupid and I'm a West Ham supporter and I can't get rid of him. So um, I'm probably getting rid of Watford, uh, uh, not Watford, sorry, um, Watkins this week um, to get him uh, Weghorst, um, you know, the horse. Uh, but uh, workhorse, <laughs> yeah, the workhorse, <laughs> um, the good old wog. But uh, no, uh, yeah. So for me, that's sort of uh, where I stand in, ter- in terms of my hammers. Like y- you can't look at anyone else but Bowen. Um, in terms of Leicester, I'm just I'm, look. I'm uh, to be honest, with you, I'm not liking Leicester. I know you, what you were saying about Tillemans, but the, he's a flashy player. Um, and uh, Madison's a little bit more consistent, but uh, for me, you know, uh, I had Tillemans last year, uh, I think, for a bit of a stretch and, you know, just flashed up and now flashed up and down. So he's not that reliable. I think there's better players that are more reliable at the, about the same price he is. So, um, yes, that's sort of where I stand with them. Like, how about yourself, uh, Andrew? Um, yeah. In terms of the Bowen permacap, um I, I kind of think that Salah permacap is because he's been doing it for years. Bowen's been mm. doing it for half a season, so I think um, you know I think you got to earn the permacap status. You don't, you know, you can't get that in half a season. But he is playing amazing, um, and yeah, Antonio's still nowhere. I, I don't know why I've still got him. Like he's he's got to go. He's going this week. I promise. Um, 
I don't know what's going he's, on with he's that. He's been bloke. like on the I island think, on Castaway with um, the the yeah. beach ball face. I think um, with with Antonio, I think it's time for them to either. And again, we haven't got a striker, so we well, you do. Got, You've got Bowen. Yeah, but the, but what I what I'm actually thinking, um, I think what we need to do as you know, and this is more West Ham rather than FPL, is put Bowen up front. Uh, and maybe put Antonio um, on sort of the right-hand side um, and then hopefully, you know, even if he's not scoring, potentially assists. So got to do something to get him into the game. I think that they've made the mistake of saying Antonio's too important to us to rest. We're just going to play him every game. And the fact that he he hasn't got injured has, has meant that they've kept on playing him, but... He may as well be injured because his mm. his effectiveness <laughs> is reducing every single game he plays ninety minutes. I but think- he's also he's also important because we literally do not have anyone else. We do not have a recognised striker in our side. So, yeah. like, um, I, no, I, I yeah. get that totally. I just yeah. feel like he could benefit from a rest oh, every six oh, weeks or something. And, and you know, you choose your game that you think you can get away with not having a recognised striker. And then, you know, if he's that little bit fresher, he's probably going to be a lot more effective in those other five games. But they just can't mm. seem to bring themselves to rest him. Yeah. Um, West Ham are like the Ben Simmons, just uh, still good, no jump shot. <laughs> and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Mate, you cannot talk at the moment being a man you supporter. You cannot talk. You are worse than we are. Mate, so. we beat you twice this year, mate. We're massive. Yeah, you beat us twice and you're still behind us. So. <laughs> yeah, I've let Andrew finish. Um, finish yeah, what no, that's all right. You guys can just uh, just go off on your own little tangent. Don't worry about me. I'm the guest. Don't worry about me. Um, yeah, the only other thing I was just going to say is that Leicester, I've already brought it up, they're so bad at defending set pieces. It, they're really, it's at the point where you just need to target Leicester um, in defence. You know, people really need to start thinking of Leicester as like a Leeds, um, Newcastle, um, Norwich kind of fixture. You know that if you play Leicester, you're going to score two goals at least. So, um, you know, I, I don't care what colour um, the fixture difficulty thing is on the FPL website. Um, Leicester is as green as it comes. So I've just I, I've been trying to target them as much as I can, and it, it does seem to be working. Um, but yeah, I've got Madison. Um, I like Madison. I'm a bit concerned about how deep he played against West Ham, but hopefully it was just a tactical thing for that game. But yeah, I, I, I kept I got him for that double game week that never happened because it got cancelled. Um, yeah. And I've just kept him because I knew that it was likely he'd have a fixture in 27 and I'm not planning to free hit 27. So that's why I've still got him. And then after that, I'll um, I'll reassess whether I want to keep him or not. But, um, yeah, I just want to see him um, play a bit further forward um, again this week. No, definitely. I sort of, I think I got him in, might have been after the Europa League game back in, I think, game week 15 possibly. I got him in and had a decent ride of him, and then he came out for Rashford. So if he doesn't play deep and goes back to what he was doing, he'll be back in my team come about 28, 29, I'd say. Yeah, I hope that happens. Uh, we might get on to the next game, which is Man United-Brighton. Uh, it was a, a refreshing game for for me as a United supporter this morning. It, still the same problems uh, read its ugly head in the first half, but... We did uh, decide to play as a team in that second half and that resulted in getting some goals. So I thought Ronaldo had a decent game, got the one goal, had the two big chances missed, five shots and two key passes. I thought 
he's copped a lot of stick from our fans and just pretty much everyone involved in English football this season. But it just this season, it seems as though he's used to a certain standard that he plays if, and, you know, he does have a bit of an ego and he does throw the toys out of the cot a fair bit, but it seems like they might be starting to come around and listen because that second half players were passing the ball. If Ronaldo made a run or if say Bruno made a run, people were passing the ball at the right time and finding them in, in stride instead of having to halt the attack and then try find someone. So I thought he had a pretty decent game. I'd, I'm pretty confident he'll start against the Leeds, but obviously if you do have the two Man United assets, I probably um I might get one out, but I'd definitely be keeping one because the Leeds have been absolutely woeful defensively. And I thought Bruno had a decent game, got the four shots, five key passes, one goal, one massive chance missed. I don't know how he missed that goal. He could have tripped over and hit it with his head and it would have went in. So, I mean, a lot of people um, were quite fortunate and they got the goal, but, I can't say he didn't deserve a goal because he had a few chances. So I fought between them two. Rashford started on the bench, so it wasn't good for me. But I still think he's a decent asset to look at for the the Watford and Leeds games. But outside that, Brighton, outside Kuka Razzler, didn't really sort of interest me too much. What about you, Demo? Yeah, so I'll, I'll probably um, won't touch much in terms of um, either side because, like, sort of uh, said what um, I said earlier. But um, like, obviously, as you sort of uh, iterated, um, man, you know, obviously uh, won the game. They didn't again. They didn't look great. Um, so I'm not really convinced of the uh, menu attack. You know, like as I sort of said earlier in the one of the earlier pods. Uh, if you're pinning your hopes on a 37-year-old, again, fantastic player, but um, as we've sort of seen recently, he can be benched, um, you know, sort of, again, good for a goal, you know, good for a goal or two every now and again, but at, what is he, 12.2, 12.3 or something like that? He's 12.5 uh, still, I think. No, geez, yeah, so at that price... Uh, you know what I mean? Like, if you talk, if you ask me right now, who would I prefer, Sterling or um, or Ronaldo? I'd go Sterling. Yeah, like, no, hundred percent. So you know what I mean? Like the players that you pay that you know, I would put it into the category of ten plus. Need to be scoring on a, or need to be scoring points on a regular basis, and Ronaldo's just not doing that at the moment. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair, mate. But what are you talking about, old people, mate? You're playing a 60-year-old Antonio up front of an Infinity Star, mate. <laughs> yeah, true, true. But, uh, no, but no, actually, hang on a minute. Antonio's only 30. So mate, he he's might, playing like he might, he's 60. He, might, he, might have the, he might have the hamstrings of a 75-year-old, but he's only 30. <laughs> <laughs> what do you um, take from the game, Andy? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought United were horrible in the first half. It was just a continuation of the problems they showed at Southampton, just way too much space um, for the Brighton um, players to, to work with. Um, second half was better. Um, but I thought that the um, – I actually thought that the, the dunk red card was pretty harsh. I, I thought the referee got it right in the first place. You know, the, the, the covering defence was coming over a lot quicker than um, the pace that Alanga was moving. So, But that – Red card um, obviously, you know, changed the game and allowed United to create quite a few more chances after that, the second goal. 
Um, but I think if it hadn't been for that red card, the game probably was going to go down the same path of so many games before for Man United, just, um, you know, go up one, but then, you know, concede and finish up with a one-all draw or something like that. So, yeah, yeah I, I'm not that impressed with United. I'm more than happy to get rid of Bruno. I, I know he scored a hat-trick in against Leeds in the first week, and I fully expect him to haul um, against Leeds, but... I'd still rather get rid of him for someone like Sun that's got a double game week and then a run of good fixtures after that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to get rid of um, all of my Man United assets, actually. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I, as I said, they're an acquired taste there. They're not for everyone. And, you mean, he, the, the Son double and then the, the fixtures afterwards are definitely a you know, justifiable reason to get him out, in my opinion, as well. So I don't mind that shout, mate. But, yeah, we'll see yeah, how I mean, it goes. I'll, I'll probably regret it. Like, you know, it'll be another hat trick for Bruno and I'll be kicking myself. But anyway, I'll die on this hill. Mate, this is how much I love Man United. Bruno, I think I shot back about 3,000 in rank or something, but I was just happy that we, that we won the game. So I was just like, oh, I don't really care about FPL. As long as my team wins the game, that's the main thing because it's just been frustrating watching them lately. So, Oh, I was stoked with that. I think that, that goal put me up 13,000 places. Because um, so it was a combination of him being my captain and also I didn't have any Brighton defenders. So all the Brighton defenders had a minus one for conceding two <laughs> goals. It was just <laughs> enough to get me over the line with the tiniest green arrow you've ever seen. So, Mate, that's the best thing about FPL. Even if you you don't support the team uh, like the player they score, mate, you're absolutely buzzing. So. Yeah. Oh, one of the best. One of the best. I was, I was absolutely buzzing to get that, um, that tiny green arrow this morning because I'd written the game week off. <laughs> no, that's good, mate. Love to see it. Well, we might get on to our differential picks um, for this week. Um, I sort of put down Saar. I think um, if you are bench boosting this week, the Saar-Ramsdale double, I think it's a decent shout. I think that's going to return pretty decent this week because they both are like absolutely save point machines and also bonus point machines as well. So even if they don't keep the clean sheet, if they're making lots of saves, they're going to be featuring the bonus. So I think they're a decent floor for a, a duo. And I think Rashford against Leeds, you know, he's only 1.4% owned and he did uh, start on the bench this morning, which means I have a feeling he'll start and then not sure whether he'll start Champions League, but I think he definitely starts against Leeds. And I, I think that he's going to do pretty well. So I'm definitely going to be keeping him for this week. Um, what about you, Damo? Uh, yeah, so for me, as I sort of said earlier, I think he just can't look past Sterling at the moment. 3.3% owned. Um, he's got Tottenham, Everton, Man U, Crystal Palace and Brighton in the next five. I think anything less than about 35 or 40 points for him is probably going to be di- disappointing the way that he's playing. Yeah. Um, uh, other than that, if I'm going to throw another one out, and I've, again, I mentioned him earlier as well, it's probably Adams. Uh, he's got Everton, uh, Norwich, Villa, Watford and Burnley, the next five. And uh, again, a little bit more on the expensive side, you know, 6.8, but 1.4% owned. If you want a sort of differential, differential, he's probably your guy uh, at the moment. And uh, yeah, so that's pretty much my take. Uh, How about yourself? Yeah, we've already talked about Corne. One of mine was Corne's. I won't talk about him again because we've covered him, but... Um, the one differential that I'm really looking at, and I think I'm actually going to get him in this week, um, is Jimenez. Um, I, I, not many people are talking about him, um, but I think he's a really, really good option. He's a 
he's a basically a nailed striker for a top four contending team. They've got a double game week followed by West Ham, Crystal Palace, Everton, Leeds, Villa, Newcastle. He's on pens. Um, he scored a good goal last last game. Um, and there's no other forwards that are doing a lot. So I can actually make some money by going hamstrings Antonio down to Jimenez. And um, <laughs> mm. I don't see why I don't see why he wouldn't do it. Um, I, I'm, I'm actually going to take a minus four for him this week, I think, because I'm going to do the, the Bruno to Sun move. And I think we're going to take a minus four for Antonio to Jimenez and just set him in place and, and watch him roll. I think that says more about uh, Antonio than it does about Jimenez. So uh, we'll we'll see, mate. We'll see. We'll leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> we might get on to plays to watch. I'm sort of just going to put Cornet and St. Max, two people I'm really looking at. Definitely St. Max is a bit of a downgrade option, and Cornet um, definitely think he's decent as well, especially if they're fixtures. What about you, Damo? Yeah, so for me, I think the best asset to have uh, in terms of defensive asset to have next game week is um, Tierney. Uh, he could be absolutely anything um, this next because uh, he's got the du- he's got the double this week, and then obviously he blanks. But um, I believe he's got Brentford Wolves, then blanks, and then Watford, Leicester, uh, Villa. So I um, I quite like uh, Tierney. So I think he's probably your best sort of play to watch in, uh, especially this week. Anyway. Uh, yep. Other other than that, um, one that I haven't mentioned uh, yet is Anderson from Palace. Uh, I think he's sort of been up and down uh, this season, but um, he's shown some pretty good things. I know earlier on, um, Ollie, when Ollie was in our pod, he mentioned Gwehi, um, but he's pretty much sort of uh, gone blow for blow with, um, with Gwehi since then. So... Uh, I quite like um, Anderson from Palace. No, decent, mate. It's uh, definitely never heard of that name, so a high differential <laughs> there, mate. <laughs> what about you, Andrew? Um, the main um, player I'm watching, um, well, I want to watch in the next few weeks is Reese James. Um, I think he's expected back for Chelsea very soon, and I'll be very interested to see um, if he kind of picks up where he left off before the injury. Well, well, not before the injury because he had a few um, poor games just before the injury, but he went through uh, he went through that um, amazing uh, streak early in the season where he just scored a million points. Um, and, yeah, he's, he's due back very soon and everyone's kind of forgotten about him, but um, Chelsea are back from the World Club Challenge. They've got a couple of double game weeks coming up that haven't been scheduled yet, but they are coming. Um, so I'm going to very closely watch him in his first game back and, I'll probably jump on him very quickly if he looks decent. Um, apart from that, um, Brozier, we've already talked about him, so I won't go into it too much. Um, and even Harry Kane, um, I, I, I'm looking at wild card in like 31, I think. Um, and I wouldn't mind having a structure where I've got a premium forward again. So if Kane um, is looking good in this double and the games after that, um, I, I might um, I might bring him in and have a premium forward um, kind of structure with my second wild card. Yeah, no, I like that shout. I like Kane. I'm definitely watching him as well. I think he's a, if he continues this streak, it almost looks like he's about to start his decent run. So, yeah, yeah definitely. He's definitely due a goal. He's had a couple of unlucky games. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, well, next segment we get onto is the shit the bed segment. I thought Aston Villa took a shit all through my team uh, this week. So, putting them on the shit list, I thought Watkins outside his headed no goal. He just was pretty much Casper the ghost. 
So I just thought, yeah, definitely let a lot of managers down. Um, what about you, Damo? Yeah, so for me, I've got a bit, bit of a story to this one. So um, I've put Spurs in the shit the bed uh, segment. So at the moment at work, um, they're doing some painting and uh, there's a painter that's an absolute massive Spurs supporter. He's a, uh, an English expat and uh, I took great, great joy <laughs> in uh, walking through the um, the yard in the morning and just telling him that uh, – uh, Spurs had shipped the bed with uh, Southampton, uh, absolutely creaming them. So <laughs> for me, it's uh, Spurs definitely in the camp of uh, shitting the bed at the moment. No, nah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Well, fingers crossed that they get together because I really want one of their assets. Yeah, I do. I, 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 look, <laughs> in, in all honesty, like, I hope they do uh, sort of pick up in terms of, like, a, a, especially Sun. But, uh, yeah, it's nice to see them uh, shitting the bed every now and again. What about you, Andrew? Um, well, my shit the bed has got to be um, Leicester in the last 10 minutes. And they haven't just shit the bed this week, but they've shit the bed for about four weeks in a row. Um, <laughs> they should probably go to the doctor and maybe provide a stool sample <laughs> figure out why they're shitting the bed every week. Um, they've conceded five goals in the last 10 minutes in their previous four matches. Like, they just cannot hang on, especially against set pieces. Um, 82nd minute again with Jota. I think Bergwijn scored two after the 90th minute. They conceded against West Ham in injury time again. Um, yeah, it's just they're just shitting the bed. I think um, it's the wrong type of consistent that Rogers is looking for. So yeah, yeah, um, that's that, that's not what he meant. That's not what I was talking about, guys. Hundred <laughs> percent. Well, we might get onto the the mailbag questions. Uh, we might start with uh, name three players that you'd buy as punts for game week 28, game week 32, and game week 35. So I'll start um, game week 28. I would, I'd probably take a punt on Mason Mount and Jose Saar. I just think Mount um, probably the most nailed Chelsea asset. I'm hoping that they're not in the Champions League by 28, so it makes it a bit easier to know that what players are going to be starting. But... Definitely my two shouts for 28 and 32. I'd be looking at Madison slash Tillemans and then Emerson Royal from uh, Spurs, I think could be a decent shout. And I think 35, I'll be looking at who's looking the best out of Odegaard and Saka because whoever is looking the best out of those two would be in my side as well. What about you, Damo? Uh, yeah, so uh, for 28, uh, I'm probably looking at someone like a Rafinha, uh, given that um, they play Leicester. Uh, potentially uh, Son, given that they have Everton. So um, those, you know, might be good things in terms of uh, 28. Uh, what is it? 32. Let's me have a look at 32, sorry. Um, 32, I would... Um, well, most people have them anyway, but the Bowen sort of train, given we played Brentford, um, just looking down uh, at the sort of fixtures and things like that. Wouldn't touch any sort of Liverpool Man City assets because they sort of play each other. But um, even uh, Burnley assets, given they play Norwich, uh, might be good. Um, so, you know, Weghorst or, or, some, or a Cornet or something like that. And um, in terms of 35, I'm just having a look. Um, in terms of 35, uh, do we know later on, obviously 35 is three weeks before the end of the season, do we know if there's going to be any sort of uh, doubles at that stage or are we 
Um, I think thirty six is going to be the 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 big double yeah. where every, all of the um all the teams that miss out because of FA Cup will make up um those fixtures in thirty six. So yeah, I think there's going to be a massive one there. Yeah, so so I think I'm gonna I'm probably going to um wildcard probably in that week before like the next or the last sort of huge um double sort of thing. But uh, given in thirty five Newcastle played Liverpool, so. I will uh, obviously, you know, get onto the Liverpool boys. Man United play Brentford, so Man, you know, Man United options may be um, uh, good at that stage as well. But uh, but yes, yeah, so that's just that's basically mine. How about um, yeah? How about yourself, Andrew? Um, for twenty eight, I've I've got um, Ivan Tony, um, a bit out there because most people aren't really considering Brentford at the moment. But from twenty eight, they've got Norwich, Burnley, and Leicester. Um, and because the forwards aren't really doing anything this season, I think it's a pretty low-risk punt given his price point. So I've got Tony in 28. Um, my punt for 32 is um, Daka from Leicester. Um, again, yeah. um, forwards, you know, the, there's not that much risk in um, taking a punt on a forward because none of the kind of established forwards are doing that well anyway. So um, Leicester have got Palace, Newcastle and Villa um, in 32. Um, after 32, sorry. And the other, the other option for 32 might be Gallagher from Palace because um, they've got Leicester, Everton, Leeds, Southampton, Watford from 32. So um, he'd be a pretty good cheap um, midfielder to have for, for that run of fixtures. And then 35, um, I know I've already mentioned him tonight, um, Mares would be my punt um, if you're wildcarding in 35 um, just because I think that in the last four weeks um, City will have wrapped up the league and they'll just be sort of, Harlem globetrotting their way to the end of the season with <laughs> four or five goals a game and Mares will be involved. They've got Le- uh, Leeds, Newcastle, West Ham and Villa to finish, so it's not a, not bad. And I'd say Mares will play probably three out of four of those. Um, so, yeah, those are mine. Yeah, no, right. Yeah. We'll get on to the next question. Uh, it was a bit, it's not about uh, FPL. It's just a, a funny little question that was asked. Um, uh, if Johnny Utah never suffers his knee injury and continues on his football journey, does he become a Super Bowl-winning quarterback? And that one's for you, Andrew. Sorry, I should have stated that. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I say no. Um, basically, Johnny Utah was always destined to discover surfing as the spiritual source. Um, that was his destiny. He, he would have somehow, you know, found surfing when he went to LA to play the Rams or something. And he would have thrown away his lucrative contract and end up living a, living in a combi van, um, driving around the world, chasing a 50 year storm. So no, he would never would have won that Super Bowl. No, nice. And then, uh, he asked me, uh, being an NFL guru like myself, uh, what team do you reckon he ends up playing for? Well, I said, uh, the, the Colts, I reckon he would have been at the Colts and never won a Super Bowl. So, because <laughs> they were horrible back in uh, back in that time period. Uh, I might get on to the next question is, who are your favourite Chelsea assets for their run and why? Um, I'm just going to be short. I think Mount and possibly Reese James if he's back from injury and maybe Lukaku might come into my thoughts if he um, looks like a, a decent option if he's starting to score goals. But outside that, no one else really. What about you, Demo? Uh, for me, I'm going to say one a little bit more outside the box, um, Ziyech. Uh, I think if he can get uh, if he can get a good run in, um, he's sort of shown that he can score well. 
So um, for mine, I think it's um, Ziyech and maybe a returning um, Rich James. Oh, perfect. What about you, Andrew? Um, well, just on Mount, um, I think he actually got fairly badly injured in the World Club Challenge, didn't he? He did I think, too, uh, I think. Yeah, oh, Tuchel no. said that he's... Yeah, I think Tuchel said oh, his ligaments were badly injured or something. So I, I don't know what that means, but it doesn't sound great. Um, so with him out, really all you've got is... Um, James, if he's fit, and if not, really just Rudiger, because I don't, you know, Lukaku's not happy there, um, nah. and I don't think anyone else is nailed. So um, it's really just James and Rudiger is is at this stage is all I can have any kind of faith in at all. I mean, if Mount is injured, it says seventy five percent injury, but obviously they probably won't know too much till they're fully back and playing. But even maybe Zeech, if Zeech is starting, because Zeech reminds me a lot of Mares, just. An absolute razzler, just flashy as, but just doesn't get the game time. He's a poor so. man's Mares, though. <laughs> He's a poor man's Mares, yeah, 100%. Well, we've got one question that was sent in earlier. It's about a transfer decision this week. So um, they sent in, they're looking at getting out Sanchez and hold on, I've got it here. They're looking at getting out Sanchez and Regulon and then getting in. Um, Ramsdale and Gabriel from Arsenal for this week. So they've got uh, Alexander at the back, uh, Digne, they've got Regulon, Cancelo, Jota, Bowen, Salah, Rafinha, Coutinho, Broja up front. Then they got Foster, Ronaldo, Livramento and King on the bench. So they'll be getting out Sanchez, who is in goals at the moment, and getting out Regulon and then doubling up on the Arsenal assets. What do you guys think? It's going to be a minus four hit to get it done. Mm. I personally, I wouldn't be going Gabriel. I, if you could afford it, I'd go Tierney. Yeah. Um, but I like the Ramsdale pick. I think Ramsdale's probably one of, if not the best goalkeepers in the game. So um, I love the Ramsdale move um, and potentially just do that. Uh, but if you can afford Tierney, um, I'd go Tierney for, for this week especially. Yeah, no, definitely about you, Andrew. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't mind I don't mind the um Arsenal defensive double up for this um double game week because they do have a really good double game week. Um but yeah, I'm I'm not sure about um I, I'd rather take like White or someone like that that you know is gonna play both games. Um and I guess the other thing to consider is um if you are not planning to um free hit in twenty seven, then I assume this bloke's got Three Liverpool, does he? Uh, I'll just double check. I'm pretty sure yeah, he does. He got Salah. If he's got three, yeah. Uh, so if he's got three Steve. Liverpool and he's going to get two Arsenal, um, then he's going to have five to players hit. down. Yeah, you're going to be five. He's going to have to free hit in 27. So if if he's going to free hit in 27, then go for it, double Arsenal because it's a good double. But if he's not planning to do that, then um, he's just it's going to he's going to need to take more hits the following week. Yeah, and no, I think that's. Yeah, I think I was going to say I think that's going to be the problem the week after because uh, obviously as you as you just said Liverpool blank so do Arsenal um, and the, most of us have three Liverpool players so if you have any other players that blank it's going to be um, it's going to be tough. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. He could be a goer if he's still got both free hits, but if he's only got one, yeah. then he probably yeah, needs that for thirty. When it's going to be a massive blank, so. 
Yeah, no, definitely. I, I think, yeah, definitely. I think I like Tioni Ramsdale, but probably only if you've got the free hit. Um, 27, I think, is viable. Um, right, next, we've got the, the guest question, mate. So the last few guests we've had on, we've done a bit of a you pick one or the other who you think the highest scoring fantasy asset is at the moment. So I'll give you two options, and you just got to pick which one and then see how many get correct out of five. All right, let's go. Let's do it. Okay, first one is Mares or Foden? Mares. Correct. That's one from one, mate. Uh, yep. Kuka Razzler or Matip? Matip. Correct. Two from two, mate, on fire. Uh, we got Diaz or Bruno? Ooh, that one's tough. Um, I'm going to say Diaz. That's correct. <laughs> 114 <laughs> to 112, so by two points. I'm not looking at the uh, I'm not looking at the stats page. I promise. Nah, I trust you, mate. I trust you. Uh, next one is got Jose Saar or Laporte. Saar. That's correct. That's four from four, mate. Last one to make it at five from five. Mane or Madison. <sighs> That's hard. Uh, I I don't know, but I don't think you would have asked that question if it wasn't Madison. So I'll say Madison. Uh, incorrect. It's Marty. Oh, oh, and Madison is 99. So four from five, house, which yeah. is a, yeah, decent, a decent uh, attempt, mate. I've, you've actually nearly – I think you're tired uh, with, I think, D10. Possibly I'll have to go back and check. But he either got three or four, so you could be first place or you could be tied first place. So solid effort, mate. Thank you. Thank you. I might get on to our team plans for this week. Um, I'll start. I've uh, I've pulled a massive move this week. I've uh, activated the bench boost. So I've decided to take a minus four and get in Ramsdale and get in Brozier. So I decided to stick with Brownhill on my bench, which is a horrible option, but I mean, guaranteed four points there, and if anything else happens, you know, a bit of upside. I've got Veltman on the bench, obviously against Burnley. I could see it being nil also. A good chance at a, a clean sheet, but even just two points will do. And then I've got Dallow as my other bench option, which, you know, United against the Leeds could easily get a clean sheet, but I'm happy to go the two points. And then I've got Ramsdale as my second keeper. So high upside of him and Saar and then... Ronaldo, Brozier, Dennis, Coutinho, Bowen, double Salah, um, Rashford, uh, double Tierney, Cancelo, and double Trent Alexander-Arnold, along with a double Jose Saar. So, you know, a bit of a risky move, but the more I thought about it is I could probably plan the perfect bench boost, but this week with people triple captaining Salah, I sort of might need a bit of a shield. So I've went that option. What about you, Damo? Yes, that's me. I think I'm going to take a little bit of a hit, um, either a minus four or minus eight, to grab some more double game week players. I'm I'm sitting all right with double game week players at the moment. Um, you know, got my Liverpool boys. Um, still got Rafinha. Um, still got uh, Dennis. So uh, on the surface, it's not that bad. But I think I I want a few more, and I think I want a few players more for the long term as well. So. I'm um, definitely looking to get an in Son. Um, 
uh, well, definitely uh, Weghorst as well, the horse. Um, uh, <laughs> and other than that, um, I've got to, I've really got to think about whether I want to want to earn this week. I think I do, but um, but yeah, that'll cost me sort of like a minus eight. So uh, we will see. We go at the moment. I'm pr- probably looking at a minus four, but um, if I can swing it and potentially get Tioni in. Um, yeah, so I'm happy to sort of take the minus eight because I know um, uh, I think I'd be getting rid of Laporte for Tierney and with Laporte um, facing uh, Tottenham or being benched and Tierney having Brentford and Wolves, I think I should be up on that move even with a minus four. So uh, it's the week to do it given, the, given you know, there's a few teams that double. So, yeah, so that's where I sort of stand at the moment. What about yourself, Andrew? Um, I've looking at my team. I've got seven double game weekers as it stands. Um, although two of them are Dennis and King, so I'm not even sure if they count. Um, <laughs> the transfers just eight eight points, pretty much. So you know. yeah, well, I, I think that one of them will jag like an assist, maybe. So I'm thinking like eleven um, from the two, but we'll see. Um, that I, I'd take that if you gave it to me now. Um, yeah. But yeah, as I said earlier, I'm looking at taking it minus four. Probably go Bruno to Sun, and then the other one will be um, a transfer that you guys didn't seem very excited about. But I think I'm determined to do it. Antonio to Jimenez. Um, I'm just yeah, I think Jimenez will be a good differential, or you know, he might ruin my season. I guess we'll see. It's uh, um, it's weird. I don't hate it. I don't like it. It's he he can bang goals in, but he's just. It's more Wolves' attack. They just look terrible in attack, but he did look good on the weekend, so I'll give you that. Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, I, I'll see how it goes for a couple of weeks, and if, I, if I've if i made a mistake, I'll just get rid of him. Um, but the um, the stupid thing that I'm thinking of doing this week is actually triple captaining Trent Alexander-Arnold. So I don't know if I'll go through with it, but at this stage, I've got, I've got it on him. Um, I, I really feel like... I'm not making the gains that I want to make just by following the um, the EO. So I think this is an opportunity for like a, a low EO player to um, you know to beat the to beat the crowd of that everyone's going for Salah. So it could ruin my season if Salah goes off um, United style. Um, yeah, it could make my season. Um, you know, I'm expecting them to get at least one clean sheet and one attacking and one attacking return and. Anything else on top of that would be amazing. So we'll see how I go. You know, I was talking to a fella today. I think, what did I say? I gave him a good chance at probably hitting 14 points. So a triple captain on 14 points is a massive, you know, massive shout. So I actually don't mind it, mate. Uh, I yeah. think if there's someone else you are going to go outside Salah, I think Trent Alexander-Arnold is the second best option there. Yeah. If you look at um, like the last 10 weeks even, like or 12 weeks, Trent, has outscored Salah. And that's not just because Salah's been at AFCON. I mean, I'm talking about the last 12 weeks that each player has started. So yeah. um, Salah's more explosive. So, you know, the, the risk is that he, you know, scores five goals. But in terms of consistency um, and total points, Trent's actually outperforming him. So I'm just sort of taking a punt that he continues to do that. Um, and then, yeah, I guess he, with, with the clean sheets that, that he will probably get at least one, you know, he's starting with a, you know, with a clean sheet. He starts with a six to three lead over Salah, and then um, any attacking returns. You know, he he gets basically an assist for him is worth six points because he'll get the three bonus if he gets an assist. So, 
Um, That's sort of my thinking behind it, and that's the reason why he's been outscoring Salah. So I just hope that it continues, and I might um, I might take the punt, or I might I might wuss out just two minutes before deadline. I guess we'll see. At the end of the day, mate, go for your gut. And I think it's a good shout because you are right. If he does get one clean sheet, there's six points. And then usually if he gets the clean sheet, he's usually creating a fair bit as well. So he's usually in the BPS as well. So even if it's only one BPS, there's seven points of just one fixture. So if he repeats yeah. that twice, you know, you're laughing. So, no, I love the shout. And and in returns of Jimenez, I mean, I've held Watkins for like five weeks just hoping. So, I mean, he's no worse than Watkins, and a lot of people have had Watkins in their team. So, I'd still, I still think he's a decent shout for you, mate. He's certainly no worse than Antonio, who I've been holding on since <laughs> their last double game week. For whatever, Old Infinity, Infinity Stone Antonio. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I've been thinking. He's just, there's always something else to do, but he should have gone a long time ago. <laughs> no, nah, that's very cool. Well, that about wraps up our pod this week. Um, I like to thank you coming on for entry, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Oh, thanks so much for having me on. I had a I had a blast, and I probably rambled on too much. So sorry, I made the pod so long. No, nah, it's all good, mate. I like listening to longer pods. There's a few people that like the shorter pods, but I mean, it's a working progress at the moment for us. I sort of I like to talk too much as well, mate. So it's all good. Um, for all that stuff, head over to our Twitter FPL Amateur underscore Oz and for all of our West Ham propaganda and Man United hate mail head over to <laughs> FPL West Ham and Point Break what's yours again I'll just um, mine's just FPL Point Break so if you um if you like memes that only I find funny then um, <laughs> drop me a follow <laughs> nah definitely mate you're good quality mate I, I love having you in our little community and, and the group chat mate you offer some funny stuff so I love it um, cheers for that for mate. all our for our podcast, head over to Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. And remember, if you do enjoy our podcast, rate it five stars. And even if you don't enjoy it, because someone out there probably enjoys our podcast, they just haven't heard it yet. So definitely helps us reach more ears. But, uh, fellas, this week, hopefully it works out for you. And I hope you take your pun, Andrew, because I love it, mate. Yeah, I, I probably will. Now that I've said it on a podcast, like, how can I not? Exactly, mate. Peer <laughs> pressure, do it mate. Let's do it now. Yeah, oh, it's on. It's on there now. It's on there now. It's just whether <laughs> I take it off, mate. We're all about green arrows and peer pressure, mate. So definitely do it. <laughs> <laughs> See you.